Hello. Hello. I'm sitting in the middle. It's on. Hello. Hey, everybody. Da, da, da. Music, music, music. Pretend there's music. Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go! You're wasting time! Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is Jakey Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Rack. Remember when we were here the last time? The last. It's another last Pottercast. Another last one. We're like share. This is episode minus one. Right. Somebody gave us the great suggestion that we should start the podcast counting back backwards. So this is two four. This is a, this is episode two forty nine. Yeah, two forty nine B. Wait, it might be two fifty because didn't we have a two fifty one? I think so. We can anyway, just clean it up at two forty nine, then work our way back to one. We just can't not come up here and talk to you guys after a leaky con. No, so it's, it's physically impossible for no, us not to come up here not. and have fun. So how are you guys doing? I am riding the struggle bus this morning. I don't know about you guys. Riding the what? The struggle bus. The struggle bus. I'm struggling. Yeah, I got like four hours sleep, but woke up all That's right great. early. That's great. So awesome. That's about the right amount for LeakyCon. I, I wish think. I got four hours of sleep. <laughs> about four hours sleep. Um, so we're going to do a couple of things here today. And the first thing that we wanted to talk to you guys about was something that we were very excited to have here this year called the, um, the Make Magic Fellowship and Scholarship Program. You guys know about this? It's so close to our heart to, to make sure that LeakyCon works to encourage scholarship and artistry within our community. So every year, we open it up, I think around February, we open it up for applications and we choose a scholarship winner and a fellowship winner and they get money to help them fund their education or fund a project that they've told us they're working on. Last year, our winner's name was Amanda Rollins and... And part of the deal with the Make Magic Fellowship is that you come to the next LeakyCon and you show what the project that you've been working on. So Amanda did, and I didn't get a chance to go, but I heard it was fantastic, and she actually has a video for us. You can see what it was. I want to watch this. I'm going to watch the video. You can watch this video on the Leaky Cauldron website. Very nice. That was really good. Amanda, are you here? Huh? She's in the marketplace. Well, I think she just did a fantastic job. That was great Jeez. work. I saw those pictures in the, the uh, what area would that have been? The marketplace. The, the marketplace, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I'm probably why she's there right now. Um, uh, yeah, those are really cool. And it's so perfectly Beautiful. aligned with, with LeakyCon. That's what we're always looking for with the fellowship, that, we, that, that it's a project that really, really speaks to the heart of LeakyCon, and that it is. It's about being who you are no matter what happens. like that. Yeah, I think about you know, some of the 
you know, obviously one of the biggest things that came to the fandom here in, in recent years, the, uh, the Star Kids that were just out here, the resources that they had through their school, I'm sure was pretty important in getting that project uh, yeah. off, off the ground. And it makes me think, uh, you know, if there are other people out there that maybe don't have resources like that, you know, and maybe don't have the means to get a good Kickstarter going. Right this would be a fantastic way to discover, you know, who knows the next big thing in the fandom. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a $5,000 award. And wow, that's impressive. It's supposed to be earmarked for your expenses. They, they submit a full breakdown of, of what they're going to be doing with it. And obviously she's shown us that she put it to <laughs> extraordinarily good use. But when people don't realize that this stuff always costs money to produce. Oh, yeah, that is top quality stuff yeah. there. That yeah. is awesome. All right, well, how are you guys enjoying LeakyCon? Woo! It's like shooting like fish it. in a barrel. Fish in a barrel. <laughs> Who wants some woos? I always want woos. I'm so Thanks. excited that you guys um, are going to add one more day on tomorrow. Don't, don't. Of programming. Don't, I just, I just, you want that's me to so fall cool. on the floor right now and die? No, that's a totally easy thing to well, do, the right? The for J.K. Rowling is really exciting. Yeah, that, actually that is I, true. She wanted a bigger room than we gave her, and it was a little bit divish, yeah, so, so I don't know, man. Oh, no, never, put her no, in the basement. never. She would never be a diva, ever, ever, ever. No, JK, well, just to be clear, JK Rowling is not good. We're just JKing. We're JK. <laughs> Thank you. Speaking, so, speaking of, of Joe, um, who here follows JK Rowling on Twitter? Just about everybody. How awesome is it that she's finally actually using the right? damn thing? Can we talk about Has anybody been at replied by Joe yet? We haven't like, talked about that yet? We haven't yet? talked about that. One of our staff was at Replied. One of the staff was? She, she replied to Margot. Cool. Because Margot said something like, it gets me nervous when you're, when you're tweeting or something. And I think she said, oh, well, I guess I better stop then. Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that She's one. such That's a troll. So it's great. I, I like how she thinks. Um, okay, so we have not talked about this we article. We haven't talked about that. A little while ago, J.K. Rowling surprised everybody with, hey, why don't I just write a post-epilogue epilogue? epilogue it's about so cute. The Quidditch World Cup along with the World Cup. I'm like, ow. So... A hands up if you think that the gash on Harry's cheek really does mean she's writing a new story. About Harry? That's what it says. It, he has a gash on his cheek, and Rita Skeeter wonders how he got it, what story there is. I think he just has a gash on his cheek, and she's being a little bit of a troll. I mean... I... I this is going to sound weird, but I don't want another one with right, Harry. Right, I want it to I be... Just, I, but at the same time, I would die for another one. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm just torn. But, well, You're, I don't think so. I'm satisfied that I know she knows how he got it. Yeah. You know she knows how well, he got that, it. Well, that little snippet was just being, like, being visited from an old friend you haven't seen in a but couple years. What kind of injury would he have had to obtain to not have it fixed without a scar? Well, it's and dark, like, it has to be magic. It would have to be the dark magic, right? Yeah, because, so, sorry, it just, now I can not do the... I feel like it is kind of interesting to th consider that he was so famous for having the one particular scar, and now he has a right. much larger scar. No, it's a, it's a gash. It's not a Isn't scar it? yet. Actually, we have somebody here who can help us talk about this. Is Mark Ashiro back there? Woo! No? Oh, wait. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go. Let's go. Let's go. We're, we're hello, hello. So, Mark, we've had you at so many leaky cons. We've never had you on Pottercast. We've never had a chance to hang out with you like this. Yeah. How are you doing? Uh, oh, I'm still awake from BeakyCon last night, so. I saw. <laughs> 
I actually just realized something. This is my fifth LeakyCon, and today is the fifth anniversary of Mark Reed's. Exactly, perfectly oh, cool. on yesterday. So, have you guys ever gone to Mark Reed's? No. Mark basically started out in all this stuff, re reading Harry Potter and just freaking out about it, chapter by chapter, and it just he displayed all that geeky energy that we. I, I only knew about. three spoilers, which was Dumbledore was gay. At some point, Snape kills Dumbledore <laughs> and wizards. That's and all wizards. I knew. <laughs> those are some pretty big ones. Yeah, yeah. Th those are life-ruining spoilers. <laughs> And Mark's reactions are just—I mean—they're just hilarious. They bring you bring you right back to where you were when you first read it, and all the all the feels. Yes. Sometimes you have the feels, you don't know how to write them. Mark Mark knows how to write them. <laughs> um, so, so what do you think? Have you read this story? This uh, new? Uh, I can't hear you back here. I have no idea what story oh, you're talking about. Uh, right. Yeah, the mic's you know the the new story from J.K. Rowling. Oh yes, I yes, I did read it. Um, I kind of agree with, I, I, I heard basically that you were like, I don't want more, but I'll die for more. And that's sort of the same boat I'm in. I, I'll murder for more. <laughs> <laughs> it's getting dark there up here, go. guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little darker this time. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, um, I don't know, because I, I have so many, oh, so many wonderful headcanons for the series and, and things that happen afterwards. Um, and I, liked, I actually liked being upset at being wrong. And like, this is not actually what I thought was going to happen. So... I'm into it. I love it. What were you upset about? What was I upset about? Um, oh, God. Uh, well, I'm upset about any future where uh, Hermione and Ginny don't to end up together, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> they would kill each other. Thank you, five other. people oh, who are into that ship. That person way over there. <laughs> That's like a personality clash. They would kill each other. I don't know if Which that is, would work. Which uh, yeah. is precisely why I ship it, because they would kill each other. <laughs> well, I do like when Ginny, like, bit Hermione's head off that one time, and it was yeah, just like, oh, yeah. what? And shuts her down, because yeah. she is right about almost all things. Yeah. But sometimes... It was but nice. there's, that's that moment where I was like, but I want to see more of that, and I want to see more of those interactions. I love the idea of Ginny and Hermione hanging out and basically talking crap about their husbands. Like, I, yeah, that's what I like want. I want a club of this. That's Where's that novel? <laughs> yeah, Joe. Come on, Joe. Well, Joe's spending all this time on Twitter now. I know. Mm -hmm. It's great. Oh, it's beautiful. So, who was it open at the close? Woo! Nice. Who wasn't it open at the close? Oh. Sorry, guys. We really, Has really anybody not even been into the park at all yet? Whoa. Oh. oh, fair bit of you. Either park or just the new park? Do you Either know what a park, park is? Yeah. We're talking about a very particular park here. <laughs> There's a park down the street with like three swing sets, a slide. Yeah. It's solid. <laughs> So. Yeah, the butterbeer they sell there is off the hook. Yeah, it's. it's, yeah. it's I meant the park with the swings, not the. <laughs> was, yeah. yeah, we meant. Obviously, we're talking about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley. And the other one. Hogsmeade. Yeah, everyone knows that Diagon Alley is diagonally. Didn't know that until about three years ago. <laughs> and Nocturne Alley, nocturnally. Yeah. Nocturne Alley is one of my favorite yeah. places in this new area here for one reason. Who can, who can name it? What, what, say what, what do you mean? Why Nocturne Alley is my favorite location in the new Is, is there something world. about Dollish in there? Air conditioning. Ah, yes. yes. Oh, my gosh. It was beautiful. So nice. It's beautiful. They pumped that air conditioning. Yeah, so even yes, when you walk past the door. See, I, I didn't. It was nighttime, and it took me a long time to realize there was a roof. I was oh like, yeah. It's so cold yeah. In here. And I'm like, How do they oh, get it so dark? 
It seems like they built it to be a lot um, better for the like they, everything's taller, everything mm -hmm. leans in. Yeah. The part that would have been sunniest is the part with the roof. They really tried to keep it cool in there, which is good. I, I only went nocturne out at, at night, so I'd be interested to see what it looks like during the day since it yeah, has I the was roof. Only at night. Oh, yeah. so I was just you like, know what's oh. weird? I feel like it's darker during the day because there's street lights in there that they turn on at night. Right. And it just seemed a lot brighter at night, which was right, right. interesting. Well, I mean, for the longest time, even when I was a kid going to Disneyland, I did not realize that Pirates of the Caribbean had a roof on it because we'd go on it at night. And then I'd be like, oh, we're going underground. So. Did anybody manage to get on Gringotts? Gringotts. Oh, my gosh. That cool, eh? Fun. How long did you wait? <laughs> oh, I was three. Did anybody wait longer than four hours? More than five? Seven hours. Seven hours? Which day? You waited in line more than I got sleep last night. <laughs> wow. Bizarre. Just ridiculous. Yeah, Frankie and I wrote it together here recently with a nice group, and we waited about three hours, so posted yeah. four hours. I feel like the posted wait is always a bit longer than the actual wait, just to yeah, scare people yeah. away. And it was From a customer service angle, if you say three hours and it's four, oh, you yeah, watch out. It. Yeah. It was worth the three hours for the first ride, but I wouldn't wait three hours again. I mean, it was fun, but not three hours think, of fun. I think I liked Forbidden Journey better. I do too. The, the Dementors yeah. are scary in Forbidden Journey. They really are. I forgot. Yeah. I was riding it again and they're all like, Whoa. Huge well, that's the cool thing about that ride is that there's so much more to it than just the elements that you're seeing on screen yeah. in the Forbidden Journey. In, in Forbidden Journey, not Forbidden Journey, uh, Green Gods, are we just spinning around into two rooms? Because Pretty much. we go into a room and we're like, yeah. and the track like room. crosses. So you repeat the track? Yeah. Is this thing? Oh, that's I wouldn't projection. know any of this because I was in the car that broke it for 20 oh, minutes. No. Oh, it was you. And we may have spun for 10 minutes. Shut up. Oh, Spinning? No. There was a weird moment where we were in a room and there was no picture and we had the sound from the control booth. So it was people like, on track six, watch the... And I was like... And, but, and then the next room it was Bellatrix and, and Voldemort saying nothing at all, just miming at each other. It was bizarre. It was bizarre. <laughs> so I sounds went on, like a great I went on the show. Hulk six times in a row to make up for it. <laughs> you wow. Yeah. I want to see Bellatrix and Voldemort silently... Silent, yeah, Gesturing it's like a silent movie. We started writing fan fiction in the car while it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> That's I thought it was awesome to be able to see Voldemort in this ride, but I was confused why he didn't seem, he just let, uh, you know, like he just kind of stood there well, with his wand like this. I learned. And when he wanted to kill us, he was all. <laughs> yeah, he burped a big fireball. Perhaps a little pain, and I'm going to take a very long time to do it, and then it'll just be a fireball in front of your face. So it didn't write really make sense. In the dragon. The dragon was really cooperative. <laughs> in yes. this. I don't remember in the book the dragon really being part of the team so much as he was. Get me the hell out of here! And you know they were just holding on for dear life. The dragon, he, he saved them from out. the flame. Yeah, like. I also didn't know that Mordor was inside Gringotts. That was new for me. All the yeah. lava. The lava. I was like, oh, where's yeah. Gollum? It was very interesting. What, if, what about the, the line to actually get in? I loved the bank yeah. so the bank. Was super the so bank was overwhelmed, awesome. like incredibly overwhelmed by yeah. it. Yeah, that was really really. Did cool. you try to piss off the goblins? No, I no. tried to piss them off. I no. thought it was funny. I could not. <laughs> well, I, like, I kept ringing the bell. They would, just, 
They're programmed to look, and you swear they're looking at you. They go, they'd be like, no, they do that. Well, a few times we were like, hey, Goblin, over here, and he would look up. Yeah. And I don't know if that was just the timing or if it was aware. Of Did you go into in the one way? where he talks at you? Oh, well, yeah, yeah, when yeah, you yeah, exchanged yeah, money, yeah, yeah. that was super cool. That was fun. That's, That's a guy. Right. I, I was with thing. a group of people that had a really funny conversation with him because they were uh, trying to give him crap about how, you know, if Gringotts is so safe, how can people break in, you know, like in the ride next door and all this. And he's, he starts doing his, doing his uh, he's got like four different ways of trying to um, explain himself. And uh, it, was, it, was, it was pretty funny because then he brought up the whole deal about uh, uh, goblins, uh, um, how do you say, they, how do they own the objects that they make, oh, yeah. and he was yeah. talking about the Sword of Gryffindor and stuff. There's a lot of canon programmed into this thing, and I don't know how much he'll volunteer if he's not asked to just write about it, so I'm excited to go back and see if I can talk with them longer. There's a lot more canon creation going on in the park. There's characters who talk about canon, there's... They make up histories. Like when I got a Gilly Water, and they explained to me all the different effects. Yeah. They yeah. said, "Well, since the ministry let Muggles in tonight, there, you know, um, you may not. We we've lowered the magic levels, so you may not feel the effects." <laughs> it was just so cute. They've they've come up with all these these fun little canon things that in the past I think there's been a much tighter. I mean, come what on. In Gringotts, we've actually changed book canon, like you're there when Harry gets the Horcrux. Voldemort's in Gringotts when Harry gets the Horcrux. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. a, that's a high level of trust from, on you know, Universal's part that they've, that they've earned, yeah. I guess. It was just, a, it felt like, even with, with Bill, like, hey, well, let me take you to the ride. No, like, my favorite part of Bill is, well, I must be off. You know what? I'm going to come with you. <laughs> <It's> like, yeah. <laughs> well, that was a quick decision process. Did, did anyone catch uh, Celestina Warbeck? Yes. yes, so fun. Absolute oh my favorite detail, favorite moment of the entire. Incredible, incredible. Right. She was the, incredible. When I was here for the opening, that was that was the moment when I really. It, it was all. Everybody was all enjoying themselves. It was a lovely night. I stood in front of the stage and she came out and started singing a cauldron full. And it was really the moment where I felt most like I was in yeah. the real yeah, thing. It's, it was such an incredibly immersive form of entertainment. You know, and I mean, and that's the thing when you're in, you're in that whole area. You, do, I forgot about that. I was in Universal Studios. It doesn't feel like that at all. Yeah, it's great. Unfortunately, um, well, there's just bad timing. My little sister Maria was in that show as one of the backup singers for for the first month of it, and then she ended up just uh, taking a new job on a cruise ship. So I missed her by like a week, but. I have. Oh, no. I got. I got to see it a few times, and uh, during the show, they bring up an audience member on yes. stage to do the last dance, and I got to do that, uh, and it is hysterical. I should put it online. You should. It Probably should. Pretty, Picks pretty or it funny. didn't happen. Yeah, well, it, it happened. Detailed video or it didn't happen. It happened. Is the guy who was at the twelve thirty showing who was the best like line dancer ever? Is he here? I mean, he just seamlessly. He, <laughs> is he here? Oh my God! Hey, so good. Where is he? Incredible. I missed this. Explain what happened, please. Uh, uh, there was, you know, like, you know, you pull someone up in the audience, it takes yeah. them a few seconds to get, it was like he, he knew every dance move already <laughs> and had memorized them all. It was beautiful. Well it was done. Beautiful. Awesome. Well done. Um, do we want to We can't okay. hear you I'm talking to the mic. We, I know that, I know. That I was trying good. to keep secrets. I was putting dead. So we have about 20 minutes left, and so I thought we would start talking to the audience and okay yeah, yeah. i like so we, we, i love this part so yeah it's our favorite part we love talking to you guys so 
we have a microphone here down in front of the stage. If, if you have a question or a comment about LeakyCon, the Wizarding World, a cannon, quick fire cannon, conclundrum. Conclundrum. Oh, conclundrums. Cannon fire what, conclundrums. Whatever you'd like. We are when here. are we going to do our next podcast? I'll be shooting yeah, that's for a good my question. own mic. We gotta get on a schedule again. We need an editor. If anybody out there is a sound editor that wants to volunteer as the podcast sound editor, well, I figured we email should, me. We should at least be able to do them every quarter. Like, <laughs> we can't do three <laughs> of Listen, these in between we, leaky cons. That's yeah, kind of sad. Conversation every time. We every time together, or we get three people in the if room. We, oh, we just do this, and we never. Do this. If we go at this current rate, we won't be back to one of Pottercast until we're dead. Well, that's fine. Long dead. I Just will stay saying. as a ghost if I have to. Okay. Hello. Hello. I ran over here from the vendor. Oh, it's I Amanda. Heard... Hi. Hello. Because I heard you were showing my video. So. Oh, it was wonderful. It was, so it was wonderful. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I want to say hi. Oh, Frankie's. A... Nice. That's awesome. I love it. Love can it, you? Love can it. you? You probably need that mic again. Can you just? Just. Give us a, a, a quick summary of, of, of how the, the fellowship helped you make all those amazing photos. And I want your email. And he wants your email. Well, I have business cards at my Perfect. marketplace table. So. Awesome. Um, it helped a whole lot. Like, right. I was actually able to take off time from work and go visit the friends I needed to shoot. So, and I felt like I had so much support from LeakyCon and everything like that with Ashley and everyone else. And so it was just... It was really great. So I just oh. want to say thank you. Do you oh, sew as well? You. Your own? No, this is actually a graduation gift. Nice. Is that a Merida costume? Yes, it is. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's the Karen Hallion version. Oh, I love her. So listen, this is great because you're the first member of a, a, a group of our fellows, and hopefully as time goes on, this group of fellows will be able to do awesome things together. I mean, it's just so exciting. There's so many things we can do there. So thank you for submitting, and thank you for making our first yeah, fellowship stuff. project beautiful, just so special. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm like waving at you. I'm like, she'll be shooting for her own hand. That was loud, sorry. All right, tell us, tell us your name, where you're from, and uh, your, your question. Hi, British Joe. Hi, I'm, I'm British Joe. I'm from British England. British Joe. <laughs> Thank you. I was just wondering what you guys' favorite part of the convention was this year. Say what? The favorite part, you said? Mm -hmm. Of the convention? <sighs> yeah, in general. Mm. Well, we uh, haven't mentioned the cool opening ceremonies play yet. That was pretty yeah. cool. That was a lot of fun. Always an ambitious undertaking. And I, it's always so fun to watch this group of, you know, such talented people get a script, like, with 24 hours, maybe, if they're lucky, until this thing starts, and learn the whole thing and practice it all day and put it up and had very few, if any, mistakes at all. And it was awesome. I love this set so much. I think this is great? my favorite set. Oh, this is that we've had, it's beautiful. This Very is designed cool. by Corey Lubowich. <laughs> and let me tell you, that man can work a set, a confetti cannon, and a budget all at once. <laughs> so it's really great. Thank you, Corey. What was the inspiration for this set? Is this is Ministry. The, uh, ministry Department and Doors. Of yeah. yeah. Department of Mystery, Doors. We wanted to have a lot of like door action this year. It's just for adorable. Fun. <laughs> it's the Dumbledore. <laughs> da, bum, bum, bum. How about you? What's your favorite part? Um, the ball was a lot of fun last night, yeah. and it was really cool to see everybody like click their lights on yeah. for the Esther yes. Day thing. Oh, that like, was so yeah. sweet. It was like standing in stars. It was just really, really beautiful. Was so that that was that was a highlight. 
I, I, th I think that was my, my favorite. Uh, there's so many. God, I can't even. Usually about two days into LakeyCon, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I love it. It's amazing. It's the best thing we do ever. I am so tired, and I can't wait to sleep next week. This is the first time that I've really had that, no, don't end, don't end, don't end, don't ever end feeling. Well, we have um, one more day, right? Shut <laughs> <laughs> But standing at the ball and seeing all those lights go up and seeing everybody hugging and doing kicking Esther's day off right and the stars falling on everybody. I, st I stood with Stephanie Dornhelm, my partner, and um, she she and I just hugged and, and, and cried and, and sort of appreciated that we have exactly the, the, the type of crowd we were hoping would find LeakyCon, enjoying it in the right way. Oh, it makes us so happy. So, yeah. Yes. Thank you. Hey guys. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hello. Your name name's, and where you're from? Oh, my name's Emily. I'm from Hi. North Carolina. Hi, Long time well. listener, first time asker. Excellent. Um, Excellent. <laughs> so I have a really important question about the wizarding world. Uh -oh. Where do we think wizards get their produce from? Their wizards produce. get their produce their from. Produce. Like, is there like a wizarding Whole Foods? Like, M Mr. Weasley doesn't even know how to count Muggle money, so they don't go to you know Muggle grocery stores. That's a very good point. They could not That's go a great to a point. Muggle grocery what about store. The magic fruit? And what about the people who who don't interact in the in the non-wizarding world at all? Are there just wizarding farmers? How does that? What if there is a whole team in the ministry, like a liaison team, or Muggles? Well, are the Weasleys a Muggle? Aren't you didn't know about the million. Yeah, I don't know. They but must. Like if there was like a, a team of people that are like, I can change your Gringotts to pounds and get you apples. Didn't at some point Mrs. Weasley start cooking and like sauce came out of her wand? Yeah, but then they talk about... No, but there must be a process for that. I'm not saying that she can just make food materialize. Yeah, exactly. like she Maybe she has it. the ingredients in her fridge or whatever it is, icebox, whatever they have in the Wizarding World, and if you have the ingredients correctly, then you can make it. But the question is where they source it. Exactly. I bet the ministry yeah. sets it up. Maybe it's like you get those um, produce boxes and they send you every two weeks or like fresh fruit. Yes, fresh yes. an online so subscription like box idea. like drops produce. on Lost. Well, yeah. that is the big, the big thing that, you know, for normal food, you know, for, for regular, you know, people here, um, transportation of that food from where it's grown to the stores and all that, that's, that's huge. But when you're magic, transportation is such like a non-issue really. Yeah. And like there has to be ways to and you can get even it from your environment. Like you can just charm a room to have like yeah. the climate you need to grow this fruit. Mm -hmm. There well, should be an agriculture section in one for one of these doors. Yeah. <laughs> you, I mean, but you, the thing is, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to go find it. <laughs> no, no. No, no well, potatoes. It's not, it's, you're right. It's not like it's magical food they're eating, so yeah. they have to interact with the muggle world in some way, even if it's just getting seeds and fertilizer. And, mm -hmm. and you would think that they would have to develop ways to you know, pick, yeah. pick the food you know, from the fields and everything awesome. else in the trees. Yeah, I mean, if they can create like, self-sewing needles to you know, make clothes like, like, like the Weasleys have, yeah, is there a they could make AI things that are like... Work? Yeah, definitely. You, like, charm something to no, get this done? Is there like remember a food gun he says, spell? Mr. Yeah. Mr. Weasley says, gun? we're no closer to inventing self-spelling wands than we are to catching Sirius Black, so that's a thing that they aspire to, but they don't have. No, but like well, not self-spelling, but yeah, like an enchanted apple picker or something. Yeah, so it's like a droplet or an or an automator function on your yeah. wand. Yeah. Or I guess you could, in theory, 
just go like, thank you, Apple. And the <laughs> apples just zoom across <laughs> oh my the Lord, countryside. Yeah. yeah, but then you broke the wizarding statute, and that's a problem. Isn't that, yeah, isn't that magical theft? Like, you're just stealing random But people's? also, you, because there was an incident of water Magic wings might. flying oh, across okay. a village <laughs> once, and when that happens, that is um, um, breaking the international statute yeah, for secrecy. True. We've had long podcasts about the whole concept of theft and the concept of becoming rich when you're a wizard because there seems to be so many easy ways when you have creatures that are good at looking for gold and you can apparate around anywhere you want and mine for precious metals and stuff like it would be all too easy as a wizard but it levels out though because every wizard has that ability so it's like you're all on an evil playing ground yeah but you're over the muggles so you can go find a mine like a muggle Compared to a muggle, they're probably very well off. They don't need the same thing. Even the Weasleys? Don't the Weasleys have a garden as well? They do have a garden. Oh, they have a garden! They have a garden. The Weasleys feed the whole wizarding world. That's probably what it is. (laughs) But how many wizarding households have we seen, though? Like... I mean, the Malfoy Manor surely doesn't have a garden. Malfoy Manor sends everybody to Whole Foods. I did Come not on. realize the Malfoy Manor they was just that have close a to the train tracks. That's, all that matters. that's not Malfoy Manor. That's the Riddle House. The everybody, Riddle House? Every time I've taken that okay. train, somebody else in the train goes, Oh, Malfoy Manor. I'm like, no, that's not Malfoy Manor. That is the Riddle House. Oh, that's Riddle House. It's the Riddle House. Oh. We've seen Malfoy Manor in the movies. It doesn't look like that. Oh. And then when you're coming back... I don't want to look for the details. When you're coming back, you see when the tree goes up... Is, does Voldemort flash there for a second? With the birds? Oh, it's does, so yeah. scary. In the birds? Right before the lightning It's cracks, Voldemort. He's like... turns into a tree. It looks like him with his wand, and the second you look again, it's a tree with lightning hitting it. it. Did you guys notice Sirius? No. Yeah, okay, if you're traveling from um, Hogsmeade to Diagon Alley, he's on a hill. You can see the, the little dog. The dog, like, yeah. yeah. Like, that has, I mean, it's, it's got to be... In my... In no, my I'm sure it is. And that's serious. The train is by far my best thing in that. My oh, favorite thing in that park. It's amazing. Oh, the, this train was really cool. It was quite similar to the actual train, right, Melissa? Absolutely. We went on the train. <laughs> we went that's right. I just in had Scotland. the actual train's a bit bigger. <laughs> Not that much bigger. It felt like we had more room in the compartment. Was, yeah. um, and there was a table in front of the window. A little teeny table. Yeah. We're just, yeah. We're just bigger now. We are just nitpicking now. I hope that, I mean, we don't know any more than you do. Yeah, but but it was a great, fun question. That was a cool question. I love it. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Hey, guys. So um, I was just wondering, um, are you guys interested at all that Joe never actually, she talked about Azkaban all the time, but she never actually took us there? Because I've always thought that would be a, could have made I don't really want to cool. go to prison. Well, no. That's like, it, it could have made a really cool storyline or something, you know, like in Deathly Hallows if they had to rescue, you know, Lupin out of prison or something. We, we kind of went there when um, Buddy Crouch Jr. told his backstory, and it was that was in the first person. So I kind of felt like we went there a little bit. Yeah, I feel like that was a, as much as we needed to see. Yeah, because of the whole with his mom, Polly Juicing, and him getting out, and them talking about the dimension, like... We didn't go there with Harry, but through that story, kind of. It painted a really clear picture of how bleak and terrible. And so to, to, to go there, you'd have to justify going there by something even more dramatic happening there. And really, honestly, at a prison, and what's going to... The, the trio, as much as they gallivant around Hogwarts and in the seventh book around the world, like that infrastructure is like... it's. You can't get through it unless they but, want you, know, you there. If Voldemort had any brains at all, he would have hidden one of his Horcruxes there. You have to battle oh, through a wall yeah. of Dementors. I'm curious. Jeez. 
do we know, like, who was running the prison in the seventh book? Oh, I think they mentioned... Like, the mentors left at the end of the sixth, or was it the beginning of the No, seventh? everybody broke out, I think. In six or seven. I think they were, like, the ministry was, like, scrambling to put security wizards on it yeah. because six, they because were all breaking yeah, out. Yeah, it was yeah. the, when they were, they battled on yeah. the, that's right, it was six. And they redid it. I would, I would also say to that that the ambiguous horror of Azkaban is what That's makes it very so scary, right. which is we only get little pieces of it, and then we're forced to imagine how much more horrible it can get. And I find that Always more worse. haunting than let's explain everything in detail. Always worse in your head. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Show things off camera to be effective. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good question, though. Hello. 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 Um, do you think that the... Dementors affected Voldemort the same as they would like another person since he only has like one twenty-eighth of a soul considering that If he splits oh, in half the first time then splits that half into half and then keeps going He like barely has a soul. So do you think they affect him as much? So he gets like one twenty-eighth of a kiss or something? How do we get to one? How do we get to one twenty-eighth? We're having halves and halves and halves We're we're not assuming that when he made his first Horcrux set an equal seventh split off. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I never did that math, and no math, Oh, please. I thought it was hyperbole. I guess it was correct math. Now but, I want um, to do the math. Well, so, someone, I was just talking about a similar question to this with somebody, because He's I think, I think, I think it was, yeah. Mark's doing math. All right, we're doing Nobody some math. Nobody explained to him the no math on podcast thing. No, it's okay. Like, do the math. Because he has such a small portion of it, of his soul in there, like, is it, would that suggest that he is more evil at that point than he ever was prior to that point. And even if his, his appearance physically, was it much different prior to when he came back during Goblet of Fire? Like, was he more snake-like now because the process that he came back included so much time with his snake and everything and drinking all of the milk and Nagini and all this? Like, mm. did he look like a normal person he prior to no, that coming back? No, because back to apply for the job, they talked about how his features, he wasn't the handsome, young man that he was, and the dark magic had augmented him. He was snake-like, but I, in my impression, it was kind of like, almost like a, like, like a sunken, or like, almost like burns on the face, yeah. uh -huh. versus the, the snake-like face that he had after yeah. his resurrection through the cauldron. Um, but at the same math? time, him, him being evil. It's actually 178th. Dang. 178. Of a person left That's behind. That's a tiny, tiny That's piece a, of soul. It's a that tiny, explains tiny a lot. Dementors, they don't. It's happiness they take out. So it's, yeah. it's relative to the, per, the individual. No, they well, no, they, suck they, the they, soul. they suppress the happy memories, make you only remember the darkest ones, but they take out the soul. If, if they get they the dementors you. kiss. If they kiss, yeah. 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 Um, so does that, that mean Moldemort just wouldn't last as long because he has his soul so small? That the Dementor's kiss is like a 78th of a second. But like, I just think a Dementor wouldn't be that interested. To, you know what I mean? Like, but he couldn't, even, right. feel his, yeah. he couldn't even feel his other souls, though. When they were destroyed, yeah. he didn't even know. No, but I don't, think, I don't think a Dementor would suck it out. I think it would be just the one piece. And if, if you imagine Voldemort and a bunch of other people, a Dementor is going to go to anyone else before they go to Voldemort because there's just not enough stuff there for just them. Just like when they turn into animals. Like, yeah. when they, they're on a manja's form, they don't sense them as much. That's interesting. Well, Voldemort probably can't produce a Patronus. No, he can't. So he, I bet you he has some other way of... Is that canon? ...trying to deal that's with canon. the Dementors yes, himself. So maybe... I mean, we don't know what other spells that he can do. Because a Patronus is relative to the person, though. A happy to them. 
not just like a pure it's just whatever makes them happy yeah so if make killing people makes you happy in theory that could produce a patronus for somebody right or is it more of a so a, what like would his murder patronus be Mertronus? <laughs> Maybe a mermaid with a knife. Ooh, there we a go. A mermaid with a knife. knife. Then it's double mer. Cannon. We have a like mer- five murderer. minutes, so that's okay. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. We have five minutes left, guys. Holy cow. Okay, so I have cool one shirt. really, really. Qu- Thank you. You signed it when I was. You drew 11. that shirt. You were eleven. I was eleven. Oh, oh many good God! Yeah, I love when it. you guys were on tour, I went and saw you. Where? And I, um, in Seattle. Seattle. Oh, yeah. Seattle. That was a good I love one. Seattle. Yeah, and I had to leave early because it was past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I have two questions. My first question is, how is Sue? Uh, as far as we know, she's doing okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. My second question is, what do you do? You think Hermione went further with Spew and like, um, and after Hogwarts? And do you think? that the house elves, like, by the time J.K. Rowling was writing this new little canon piece. Isn't that canon? Doesn't she talk about that? How she, like, revamped? Am I confusing fanfic? Didn't she, like... Be careful. I've listened to some stuff, like the... The rationale one. Oh, Oh, the methods of rationality. Like, wait, no, they didn't go to Azkaban. That wasn't that... I almost (laughs) like, they did go to Azkaban. I'm like, nope, that was that (laughs) fanfic. (laughs) I think she, in her... In her... Department of Magical Law Enforcement stuff yeah. did start to do a lot of reforms, no, I need to right? Look this up. Thank you, Mark. Please. Mark's like, I'll be the podcast no, researcher. I'll check that it's out. Bother me. I think she would have. I think that would have been one of the first, because not just because it was a house elf thing, but because it's a civil rights thing, yeah. and that's Hermione. I would imagine you know? that the house elf thing was something that, uh, in her youth, she understood. Mm-hmm. She vanguarded and she carried those principles and the work ethic and just how she handled that into her new career and then the stuff that she learned from her old career can actually wash back when she started with Spew. So, I mean, and even like with Ron, like that was so cute at the end of the book when like, he was like, yeah, we gotta get the house elves out. Like, I love that part. Yeah. So. yeah. And I don't know, Spew's always weird because like some of the elves love what they do. Clearly. Yeah, oh, but sure. that yeah. that gets into a lot a lot of things about about brainwashing and slavery and like do they love what they do or have yeah. they just been so conditioned? Can you are you can you ever truly be allowed to love what you do as a slave? I don't know. That's I don't think so. That's my personal. But it also reminds me of like I was like in high school and I started an animal rights group and I was just like you're an activist type of person and you just want to do it and so you just do it. I got it. I got, got the it? answer. Um Hermione attained a high position in the Ministry of Magic, first through the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures. There, she continued her work with Spew, working for the rights of underprivileged non-humans such as households, uh, house elves, not households, that's different. <laughs> she then went on to become deputy head of the Department of Magical Law Enforcement. So yes, she did do work. Nice. Afterwards. Hermione's a badass. It was ever thus. She is. You have nothing to say on the house elf situation? I have a lot to say, but we don't have the time for it. We have... I, I had a really good question in one Three of my minutes. panels, which is, how do the house elves do laundry? Do what? Do laundry. Do they need to do laundry? No, for the other people in Hogwarts. Like, the, there's not big washing oh. machines, probably. Like, maybe they just have to, maybe the, you when can God never get the house awesome. elf, like, do this laundry. You have to just leave it somewhere, and they have to assume it's done? Yeah. Well, no, because her, no, someone else brought up Hermione left. But those were for them, intentionally left by her. 
but maybe wouldn't laundry be intentionally left for? Can't they just not touch it? They can magic leviosa it? it and do what they but need I mean, to do. It's not given to them as that. a possession. No, they're taking it to. to That's walk. what I thought. Yeah. I was yeah. like, yeah. it has it, to be it, with the, the possession. Of Hermione yeah. left it for the individual house elf. Yeah. But that was her intention. Yeah, but it wasn't Lucius's intention to give the sock to Dobby either. So oh, it doesn't touche. really mm. jibe. They probably just snap and it's clean. Snap it clean. Yeah, I snap like it that. clean. Snap it clean. But snap maybe that's a good point. <laughs> yes, oh, it is. my brain is going crazy. Now. <laughs> We're out of practice. We should practice. What would more? you do with a house elf if it wasn't being a house elf, though? Like, what do the goblins do when they're not at the bank? Like, that's what all good for? Go are they going to reintegrate or? all of these people back into like with the wizarding society somehow? You pay them, them and you but pay them for live? their services. Like, they can they, buy they houses with the money you I, give I them. I send their kids to school. Like, yes. house elves. Like, what's wrong Flitwick with that? Part goblin or part house elf? Who? Flitwick. Flitwick, I think, is part goblin. Yeah. I think yeah. that's why he's small. I have a headcanon that some muggle-born wizard gave all the goblins Monopoly, and they just do that in their free time. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that could be fun. (laughs) It is now also my headcanon. That's fantastic. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Goblin Monopoly. The the goblins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of people here. I think they're all coming in for the closing. I think so. (laughs) We're not nervous. No, we're not. Did we even remotely answer your question at this point? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, kind of awesome. what I was asking is like, I, I assume that Hermione would have like got like yeah. tried to end house slavery, but like, how do you think that affected the Wizarding World by the time this new? I mean, we don't have any more information. information. Just that she worked for underprivileged well, creatures. Well, she probably had a lot of resistance at first because people don't like being given, being t- having something that's free and useful to them taken away, and they don't like being told that they're prejudiced for not liking that either we see that a lot in the muggle world and so she probably had a lot of resistance but after some time it probably start the pro- people probably started to see just like when gay marriage becomes legal and people realize like oh wait the world didn't burn down okay you know and it's the like wait we have to pay a house elf well we have that money anyway okay what's the problem you know but you have to get people over that hump and that's yeah. and even with Dobby when he was like I'll have one day off. Oh, one day and, off. And you can just give me two pennies a month. And, and I'll like, never say anything bad about you. And Dumbledore yeah. says he can t- call him whatever he wants. Yeah, it's just, so it's, they're, yeah. Just, they're fun, cute characters. Yeah. But they need, they need advocates. And Hermione is one. So that Hermione. Thank you. She's Thank so you. wonderful. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. You're well, welcome. we have like two minutes. So we've got to do a thing now. Um, oh, no. We do, uh, one more question. The last, last question. Okay, hi. Hello. Um, I'm Erin, and I just want to thank you really quickly first for having like a great con this Yay. year and like every year. Yeah, and um, I'm from Chicago, and more cheers. Okay, and I was wondering if you ever were thinking of coming back to Chicago. Mm. I, Can you this that? is this has nothing to do with Chicago in general, but there's information coming in the closing about the future of this conference that you should stay and listen to. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> but it's not Chicago-based. I don't want to give, like, like there's, there's currently no plans to go to Chicago, but don't rule it out. I will say something about Chicago. It is a wonderful, wonderful town. Thank there's also you. a union town. When you run a conference in a union town, whoo, is it expensive? <laughs> and so that is a factor. I'm just being straight up. But we will try one day, I promise been there though that's that's fun yeah and thanks again for a wonderful con 
welcome. Thank you. Just go! You're wasting time! We're gonna go get ready for this, and uh, we'll see you soon. We'll all see you soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I'm gonna go through a door. We've missed it. Dobby is free. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> used to listening to regular podcasts lately, but we are really trying to get it back on track, and we need an audio editor to help us. So if you think that could be you, please send us an email at staff at podcast.com. Include any relevant experience you have, how long you've been listening to the show, and how much time you would be able to devote to this volunteer position. We hope that somebody listening to this will be joining our team really shortly and helping us bring podcasts back on a more regular basis. Thanks!